You've probably heard that businesses are built on relationships. Probably so much that you go, yeah, that's nice, but what does that even mean? Practically speaking, how does it work? What are the actions I should be taking to make in-person networking work for my online biz? How will I know when it's working and how will it pay off in the long run? So today we're breaking it down for you. We're talking about why in real life marketing in an online world matters more today than ever before. If the idea of getting out there and talking to people makes you cringe or worse, want to go and hide, then this episode is for you. We're diving into how to cultivate the mindset you need to market your business through real, genuine relationships and how in-person networking can actually be the path of least resistance and yield more immediate results. Seriously, this episode is so juicy. You're going to want to start applying this to your business today. You're listening to One Simple Shift, and I'm your host, Amanda Denley, the mindset coach that believes it is possible to have a beautiful, balanced life and a successful, thriving business. In fact, what if success wasn't as complicated as everyone was making it out to be? What if the magic formula you've been looking for has been you all along? Each week, I cut through the noise and bring you one simple, actionable mindset shift you can implement today to completely transform the way you show up daily. All success starts with the right mindset, and it's time that you create the life and business you've always dreamed of. Let's get started. My guest today is Shannon Scott. Shannon is a marketing consultant and small business strategist. As an advocate for in real life in an online world, she helps her clients grow in their brand's recognition, reach and engagement rates using experiential events, immersive interactions, and thoughtful touch points. Her professional experience in the events industry, coupled with an academic background in hospitality and tourism, fuel a continual dedication to the creative expression and positioning of a brand's culture and story. Shannon, welcome to One Simple Shift. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks so much for having me. Yes, I'm so excited to have you on the show, and I cannot wait to dive into today's topic. I know. I've been so excited. So before we dive in, I read your bio, but can you tell me a little bit about yourself and why it is that you do what you do? Yeah. So um, I'm a marketing consultant for small business owners. I love to advocate for the small business world, um, but I actually specialize in a more experiential and in real life approach to marketing um, because I really believe that these thoughtfully crafted experiences um, in real life really have the power to not only trigger action in a community or in an audience, but also really create these deep and meaningful connections that I think every successful business is really based on. Yes, I love that. So talk to me a little bit about how you got to where you are today. Oh gosh, (laughs) definitely not a linear path. It never is. (laughs) I know. I feel like I never really felt like I was going to be an entrepreneur or go into business for myself. Um, and I think that's a similar story for many people. You kind of just stumble upon something and it, and it kind of grows into this other thing. Um, but my background is actually in meetings and events management. I studied hospitality and tourism in school. So I got a business degree 
Um, and I went down that route of, you know, choosing to work in events in that industry. And it was great. And it was exciting. And I got to travel and do all these sorts of things. But, you know, four years into um, my planning job, I just started to feel like I wasn't tapping into that creative energy that I knew I had. And I was really just staring at numbers on an Excel spreadsheet, doing budgets all day, which is a big part of that kind of job. But um, I just wasn't feeling fulfilled. And at the time, I actually started to dabble in just other interests and things. Um, I was really into nutrition back uh, in like 2014, 2013, 2014. I got certified as a holistic health coach. And that was actually my first introduction to this world of, hey, you can be in business for yourself. You can work with people one-on-one from around the world. You don't have to have a brick and mortar business. And um, a couple years into that, I realized that health and nutrition was kind of more of a personal interest of mine and not something I wanted to do for business, but I had sort of like drank the Kool-Aid. I was like, this is so cool. Like I want to, what else could I possibly do to pursue this path? And I was doing this all along the side of like side hustling with my full-time job. Um, but in hopes that I could one day really transition over completely. And so I started to actually weave in a lot of the skill sets um, that I had from my professional experience, my educational background in planning and execution, and started working with small business owners, um, other a lot of other business owners in the health and wellness world. So one, one kind of just weaved into the next, and I started doing a lot of um, more general business strategy And over time, I really niched down to, um, and it's just become clearer. And I think you can agree too. being in business, like the more that you do, you just get more more and more clear on what you're meant to do. And um, I guess I couldn't escape that world. It kind of came full circle to sort of doing what I did in the events industry, bringing ideas to life, creating experiences, but doing that in a different form. So that's what I'm doing now. And I really love it. Amazing. So I think it's important when we look back on the the kind of whiny path that we took to get where we are. I think it's so much easier to connect the dots and see how we're exactly where we meant to be and how every single experience that we had along the way kind of built to that point, right? Because I think sometimes it's so easy when you're in it just to look back and be like, oh, like I really wish I hadn't had to go through that or I really wish that I hadn't, you know, gone down that like kind of little detour I had. But I think that that one of the things that I noticed when you were talking was just how it all connects and how one thing really led to the next. Um, and how it landed you exactly where you are now. Yeah, it's nuts. <laughs> Sometimes when I'm explaining it, I'm like, this isn't going to make sense. But, you know, it does when you take a huge step back. And I really do think that, you know, everyone's business is a compilation of all of their past experiences. And that's what makes you so qualified to do what you're doing because um, you're bringing in all of these different interactions and, you know, life experiences or connections with different past lives that you've had. So it's kind of rad. (laughs) Awesome. So can you tell me what is the one mindset shift that's made the biggest difference for either you or your clients? Yeah. So I think definitely, I love this question and it's definitely made a big difference for me, but 
Yes, also my clients too. And I think just in being in business, it's embracing this idea that a marketing strategy can live, exist, and really thrive offline as much as it can online. Something that I've noticed being in that industry in the events world is that big name brands are doing this all the time. They're doing big activations, not always big, but in real life um, activations to showcase their brand. They're interacting with their communities. And I really felt that you know, knowing this and having worked sort of with these types of big brands and companies in, my, in the past, um, and then moving into this small business world, I realized that it was untapped in amongst small business owners. So that was a big shift for me in my own business and being able to market what I was doing. I started doing in person workshops and meeting people for coffee and creating these interactions of ways to demonstrate what I do and what I know and how I can help somebody and uh, finding these like fresh and innovative ways to kind of just communicate your values. So that was a big shift for me in my business. And then I started sharing it with other people and helping them do the same thing. And it was like a light bulb and a huge game changer for so many people and just kind of reviving um, audience engagement and being able to get to the next level um, when they had been feeling so stuck sort of behind their computer screen for so long. Yes, I love that. And I think it's one of those things that's just so easy to forget, right? I know like all of my coaching calls take place over Zoom, even if my clients are like Colorado based or Denver based, they still happen online. And from one perspective, it's so much easier, right? Because it means Mm -hmm. that I don't have to drive somewhere. I don't have the commute time. I really can schedule those calls like in, you know, when I'm fresh and like best at coaching. I don't have a lot of lag time in between. Um, So in some ways, it's really wonderful. But in other ways, I think that we've kind of created these businesses that almost feel very isolated, right? And I think that that can kind of, especially in marketing, especially when we're trying to build relationships, especially when we're trying to connect with our people, it almost puts up this barrier that never used to be there before, right? Like Mm -hmm. if you think back to the old days, like if you needed a business, if you needed a plumber, if you needed like, you know, someone service-based, you would pull out the yellow pages and you would get on the phone, you would call them, right? Totally. And that, that was the way it was done. Or you would go to a brick and mortar store, right? Like if you needed to have something tailored or something mended, right? You would go into the tailor and say, I need this fixed, right? And it was just so much more personal and so much more interactive. And I think, you know, the online world is a wonderful thing. And I think it has boosted business in a lot of ways. I know that I've had calls with people like all over the world. And I think that's a beautiful thing. But at the same time, it's so important to remember that ultimately businesses are built on relationships and interactions. And if we completely strip it of that, it can be so much more difficult um, to actually grow. Yeah. I love that you said like, you know, back in the olden days, that's what, you know, we used to do. And it's funny. And now it's sort of seen as this uncommon thing. And and for me, I always find that like the the great thing about kind of gaining the edge or that unfair advantage in your industry is doing sort of the uncommon things or the common things uncommonly well, right? So it's kind of going backwards, but it's realizing too that being 
online is great. I, I think social media marketing is fantastic and the two can t- totally, they work together. Um, but when you look at it sometimes as there's, you know, online, it's, there's so many different touch points that you have to have to be able to make that connection sometimes. Whereas in real life, that can happen a lot sooner. You can decrease that number of touch points by, you know, half or more. So it's just interesting to kind of, you know, ask yourself what is sort of that path of least resistance. And, and sometimes we forget to ask that question to begin with because we're just so caught up in doing what we know is successful. We've seen other people do it. That's what everyone's doing these days. I'm such a big picture person that I like to take a more intentional pause and really ask the right questions to kind of get someone out of that that space where they might, again, be feeling stuck. So what are the right questions? I think that first one is just, is realizing like, what is the best way for me to interact with my audience? And, you know, tuning into the fact that marketing in its simplest form is basically how people interact with your business, how they connect. And so as business owners, I really think it's our job to, create those interactions to create those ties or connections between like our products and services, what we're really selling and then our audience or community and what they really need. And so I think it even starts there of like doing that deep discovery work and that research. Um, I always say that, you know, when we first open our businesses, we do like the market research and the target audience analysis and that's all great. But we forget to keep doing that. It's sort of seen as this one-time versus ongoing activity that we need to have in our businesses. So when we start asking those questions, when we start tuning back into our audience, um, that's when we can really understand like, what do they need in that moment in this season? And maybe that's different than what worked or what they needed two seasons ago or earlier last year. So starting with with that and, and just kind of doing this discovery allows you to understand, okay, how do I need to interact with them in this moment to help them, to serve them, to sell this product that I know is going to really benefit them? So I think it starts there. Totally. So I think a lot of times you're right. We tend to do those kind of marketing activities early on in our business when we're just trying to get a handle on what our people want or who our people even are. But I think you're right. Like not only is it important to check in with our audience later on in business, but it's also important to check in with ourselves because I think so often what we think our people need in the beginning, there as you evolve and as you learn more and as you talk to more people, it it also evolves, right? And it doesn't necessarily mean that you were wrong in the beginning, but it just means that now you have more information, right? And now you know more about what they're struggling with and you can actually apply it in a way that relates to your offer in a way that relates to your audience. And it gives you so much more basically like material or knowledge to connect with them because you just have so much more information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always I like to say it's like the fuel behind your marketing fire because that is what's giving you all of the ideas and the different ways to interact and you know what to put out next. It's kind of like a more active versus passive approach. Um, and I, I mean, let's be honest, like it, doing that deep discovery work, it, it takes work. It's not 
always an easy thing to do to kind of, you know, tune in and maybe throw out a survey or collect all of these insights, but it's so worth it um, to be able to position yourself better and to really show your community that you're here to serve. And as business owners, I think that's like our first priority anyway. Totally. And I think the other thing is that a lot of times this market research is best done by actually talking to people, right? I remember in the very beginning, I would have so much rather like sat behind a survey or sent out like some sort of poll in a Facebook group or skim Facebook groups for knowledge about my core audience (laughs) or what they were talking about, right? But I mean, it's just, there's just such a difference, right? There's such a difference between just like kind of like hanging out online, seeing what people are saying and like actually talking to your people, right? And actually like doing the work to figure out okay, what are they struggling with? How are you going to connect with them? Um, What problems do they have and how do you solve those and how do you put it in their language? I think that's another huge thing I realized was like the way that I viewed the problem I was solving wasn't always the way that my clients were phrasing it. Mm -hmm. So the more people I talked to and the more calls I got on, the more comfortable I was using their language instead of simply just using the language that I like came out of the gates with. Right. Totally. I've been, you know, one to use a lot of like industry speak or and I'm like, wait, they're not using those same words. And yeah, I think it's it's really important. You start to kind of identify these common threads or these patterns after so many conversations or like a repeated word or phrase. So that's that's the gold when it comes to your marketing messaging and what you're putting out there. When I first started my design business, there was nothing I was more afraid of than talking to people about my business on the phone, let alone in real life. My palms would sweat. I'd get my words mixed up. There were times when I'd even break out in hives. But you know what? To this day, nothing has boosted my business more than forming real, genuine connections. The conferences, the coffee dates, the Zoom video calls have literally all led to massive results, not only in my design business, but in my coaching business too. If you're struggling to work up the courage, you need to step out, be seen, and build the kind of relationships in real life that lead to more money in your biz, then you're absolutely going to want to join me for my free Master Your Money Mindset coaching session. Together, we'll get to the root of your biggest money mindset challenge when it comes to making more money in your online biz, whether that be in-person networking or something else entirely, so you can shift it and start making more of it now. Grab a spot at amandadunnelycom slash money mindset before they're gone. So I know that I definitely have a few introverts out there in the audience that are listening and going like, oh my gosh, please don't tell me that I have to actually talk to people. (laughs) (laughs) So what advice do you have for people who aren't really comfortable getting out there and kind of you know, talking to people they don't know or going on coffee dates or going to live events or any of these other ways that you can kind of connect with your audience in real life? Yeah, that's a great question. I'm also an introvert, surprisingly. (laughs) But yeah, I think even just starting out with doing some of that work in, you know, behind your computer of, of going and 
figuring out where is your audience hanging out online, just listening, tuning in in that way. I think that starting there is a really great thing. You can definitely notice a lot of common threads and and be able to dig up some great information there. Um, and then, yeah, I get that question all the time too of like, oh, do I have to host something in person? Um, that seems really scary. And I think starting out with just kind of doing something one-on-one is also a great a great place to start instead if you're not ready to, you know, host a, a 10-person focus group or, you know, bring a workshop together. It's just being able to connect with somebody one-on-one if that's easier on the phone, if that's easier in person, kind of choosing what's going to feel best for you because at the end of the day, you do need to interact with your community if you're going to be in business. So I don't think everything can always be done behind the screen. And like you said, it's so important to actually interact because you start to hear things that you probably would not have heard had you just sent out a survey. So it's a kind of a tricky question, but I, I kind of want to go back to saying, well, if you are a business owner, there's got to be some interaction happening. And I think it's just doing and starting with whatever feels the most comfortable for you. And just even one conversation can launch so many different thoughts and and ideas on how you can position yourself moving forward. And I think it's also remembering that these connections and these relationships and these experiences and events and all these ways that you're connecting with your audience, they're not always super linear, Mm -hmm. right? So I think a lot of times we get into business and we think, okay, I'm going to do X strategy, right? I'm going to go to an event or a retreat or some sort of in-person thing, and I'm going to meet people and then all of those people will become (laughs) clients, right? Like I feel like in in the beginning of business, I just thought that's how it worked, right? And I think like there's so much more of a disconnect between how that actually goes, right? (laughs) And I think that we forget that that relationship actually has to be nurtured, right? So almost as Mm -hmm. if the in-person event is the starting point, it's the catalyst, it's the the part that the beginning of the story, essentially, right? And then it's kind of up to us to nurture those relationships and like make them work for us. And I don't mean that in like a gross salesy way, but I mean it in a like actually get to know people and like make friends kind of way, you know? Yeah. It's totally a win-win I think. And I've sort of felt like that before as well, going to conferences. And I sort of, um, a couple years ago, I sort of made this shift in how I approach them. And I was, I just trusted the fact that, you know, I'm not, I'm not coming here to seek out, you know, I need to speak with this person and I need to connect with that person. I just trusted that I would come across and have conversations with the people that I needed to the most. And that might've been one person or maybe two, um, but that was enough, but totally what you're saying around, like what comes after that, it's the nurture and I think the ROI of relationships is infinite. There's so many things that can happen, so many opportunities that can flourish by just one interaction. But it is it does take you to look at what, you know, what that interaction was and how you can maybe grow it into something else or and like you said it, it might it might not be linear. That person can maybe introduce you to somebody else that's maybe a perfect client or a dream customer. It's crazy, the power of just one connection. 
Yes. I mean, one connection and then like all of the web of other connections that come from Mm -hmm. it. Right. And like, that's where I think sometimes we get lost in like what networking actually means versus like what it sounds like or what we think it means. Right. Um, Because I think sometimes we have this idea that like, oh, I need to network. Right. And it's like all about what you can get like out of those relationships. I feel like some people approach it that way almost. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's like, oh my gosh, it's super obvious. Like I'll get emails sometimes from people who like very clearly want to be on the podcast or like want something. Right. And it's so obvious. Like you can tell, you can tell that the people who want to form like genuine relationships with you and you can tell the people who are like, oh my gosh, I'm only in it to get something out of it, right? right? And no one ever wants to form those relationships with those people. That's what can make the connection feel so icky. But I think if we can approach networking from a point of like, how can I genuinely help not only my business, but actually genuinely help my audience and these people? And how can I give value and lead from that place? Those relationships are going to be so much more powerful. And it also opens so many other doors. Yeah. I love that question of like, you know, thinking back to, you know, how a customer customer maybe even came to you and like looking at that trail of like, oh, like we interacted three years ago and there must've been like a seed that was planted. And so it's, it's kind of looking at it that way too. And knowing that not every yeah interaction that you make right away is going to turn into something or like you shouldn't place that expectation, but um, it's kind of amazing to think about what that could turn into later on. And I mean, I've seen that in my own business where I started working with a client that I've known for three years and well, now is just the perfect time to work together. And that's a really beautiful thing that can come that that can happen. I didn't expect it to, but just because I took the time to really nurture that relationship and um, invest in it turned into something amazing after. So planting seeds is amazing. And I also think that, you know, spending time with people, nurturing that relationship, creating those connections is so powerful too. And, in just building trust. I think that's one of the biggest reasons why someone would invest in you or your products or your businesses is because they trust you. And that connection was created instantly or again, over time. So gosh, I could just talk about relationships all day. (laughs) There's been so many that have just turned into things that I never expected. And it's been a beautiful thing. And I think even that thought alone, like you were talking about earlier, how you go to conferences and you just trust that you're going to meet who you're meant to meet, or you trust that you're planting the seed in these connections and these relationships. I think that relieves so much of the pressure, right? Because Mm -hmm. all of a sudden it's not about, oh, I need to make a sale. I need my business to see results. I need X, Y, Z. It's more about, okay, how am I planting the seed for things that I can't even think of that are going to benefit both me and my business later on? And it's just so much easier to approach those events and those coffee dates and those one-on-one phone calls or whatever it is from that place than it is to pile on all this pressure on yourself that you have to meet these three people when you go to the conference and you need to say exactly the right thing and you need to come away like having these things lined up, right? Like you can literally drive yourself insane if you do that. 
No, totally. It's nuts. I always think that, you know, I'm very intentional too with planning marketing for clients. You know, we're looking at it in usually like a 90 day window or a 90 day campaign. And sometimes, you know, what we're doing, the activities, the warm up strategies um, that happen in that quarter might not flourish till the next, but it's, it's all building upon each other. And as long as you have that intention from the get-go, then it's going to pay off, you know, rather than just trying to do all these random things and kind of throw marketing spaghetti at the wall. Like <laughs> Those are the things that, you know, you can't really track or you can't really gauge if they're working or not. So I always think a long-term strategy is built on relationships is going to benefit you for years to come. Absolutely. And then I just want to really quickly go back to one of the things that you had mentioned, which was workshops and how sometimes I think you said it's just so much easier to show your expertise rather than to tell people about it. Can you go a little bit deeper on that? Yeah, definitely. It depends on what you do, what you sell, if you're a product-based or service-based business. But I think, you know, with social media and posting on Instagram, whether it's daily or a few times a week, whatever your strategy is there, oftentimes we're just trying to tell our value, you know, in captions. And it's become easier, I guess, in some ways with um, with video and audio. But I think in real life, we have the opportunity to really show that value and to create, again, an experience to be able to heighten the senses of someone where they can touch your product or smell your product or um, engage with it. And I don't know if, you know, if you've had these interactions where you're in an in-person setting, whether it's like in a shop or just within a workshop where, like a brick and mortar shop or attending a workshop where um, somebody is showcasing what they offer, whether it's a product or service, and you have such a great interaction with that business owner or with the sales rep that's in the store. And you're like, okay, sold. I'm buying this right now. I'm going to go check out at the, at the cash register. Yes. Whereas that, that might've like taken so many different touch points online to see their Instagram posts or to see an ad, or I just find that in real life, when you create a really powerful experience where again, you're playing on all of those insights that you learned um, and you're curating that experience around those things, creating that, those emotions it's just it just happens so much faster. It can yield a more immediate result than sometimes online. So yeah, showing versus telling and and just interaction in that way, I have found to be really powerful for some business owners. Again, I guess it depends on what you do, but I'm always up for the challenge of trying to figure <laughs> out like what is the experience that you could create that would allow someone to really interact with your business to have a really great that that first impression. Um, that creates that connection and that trust like immediately. It's funny you're you're talking about this because I actually had that experience quite recently. Brian and I actually went into REI to buy, I think we went in for a camping pillow. I think we needed <laughs> one thing and it was like, we just happened to be going by REI and we went in there. He was like testing out the pillows, right? And I was like, okay, well, do we need anything else while we're in here? And he's like, no, I mean, we might need a new like nozzle for our camelback, but I don't know if we want to get that today. So all of a sudden we find ourselves in the like, you know, camping 
camelback aisle and we were looking at all the options and he's like, but if we get a camelback, like maybe we should just get a whole nother day pack because my day pack doesn't really fit me that well. So now we're over in the day pack aisle and this wonderful sales rep came over and she was like, oh, I see you're looking at day packs. And we're talking with her and she's like, oh, well, are you sure you need a new day pack? Because some of them are adjustable and they work like this. And she's showing us and we're like, no, we really have, you know, the older version of that backpack. So I don't think it does that. And she's like, okay, well, why don't you try one of these? I think this would fit really well. Would you like us to fill it up with weight for you so you can actually feel how the backpack feels as if you were wearing it, as if you were hiking, right? So all of a sudden, what we thought was going to be like a 10-minute trip into REI to buy a camping pillow has turned into what was an hour-long, basically just like shopping experience where she's like filling different backpacks with different weights and asking him like, okay, how does that feel on your shoulders? Like, where are you feeling the pressure adjusting the backpack so that it's like worn the way it should be and and fit into his body? And she's going through all of this extra effort, right? And all of this this time that she's spending with us just to make sure that he gets a backpack that he's happy with, that's comfortable on him, that fits him, right? All of a sudden, we're walking out with a $180 like <laughs> camping backpack when we walked in for a camping pillow and thought maybe we might need a new camelback, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just like crazy to see how that translates. But after someone spent all that time with you and really made you feel special and like they actually value your time and value you shopping with them, like it just makes it so much easier to buy, right? If we had walked in for our camping pillow been ignored the whole time, we probably would have been like, yeah, not today and walked out, right? Totally. It just goes to show like what a difference it can make and how even if you're in a service-based business, right? Like I highly doubt a lot of the people listening to this are, you know, selling backpacks. If you are, (laughs) shoot me an email, we'll talk about it. But um, (laughs) I think that a lot of us are in service-based businesses and I think it's still like the same rules still apply, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense, right? The same ideas translate. And when you can take those same ideas, like how can I relate to my customer? How can I make them feel valued? How can I contribute value before they even purchase from me? When you can apply those same ideas and same experiences, whether that's in person or online, it's such a different experience, both from a selling perspective and from a buying perspective. Absolutely. Yeah. And just to speak to service-based business owners um, like myself, like yourself, you know, it's, I think it's just, yeah, the same rules apply for sure. It's just a, a matter of being able to showcase maybe a sample of your service or um, to introduce somebody to your process, you know, it might be a more educational, like to go back to workshops, like that's a great um, method of in real life activation for your business is to be able to bring people together in a, in a small intimate gathering or a larger workshop to showcase your expertise and, you know, create um, temporary relief or like an immediate relief of something. Give them a moment that where they can really experience what you can do and what you can offer. And I also think that in real life just demands um, presence. And so it's like when you were interacting with that sales rep at the store, it's like she was super present with you. And Mm -hmm. often online, we're so distracted, you know, where something's waiting for us behind every click or tap or 
um, you know, swipe through. And so it's harder to really create that presence. But when you're face to face with somebody, when you're right in front of them, it's a lot easier to do that. Yes. Oh my goodness. So true. So if anyone is looking to get started in this kind of form of experiential marketing and figure out exactly how it applies to their business, do you have any sort of resources for them? Yeah, I actually recently put together um, a guide called the Experiential Edge because I do believe that this method of marketing really gives you that edge in business. And yeah, that's available just at shannonspot.com forward slash guide. Um, but it really walks you through the process that I take my clients through and going through those steps like really envisioning your long-term goal, what you're working towards, taking a more intentional and impactful approach to um, planning out your marketing for that quarter. And then going through those steps of like examining and analyzing your audience, um, building out the experience, what what are all the details that can go into that, that is completely wrapped around your consumer and your, your dream customer and how to actually bring it to life. Because I know the biggest thing for uh, business owners and entrepreneurs, we're all so great at fueling ideas, but it's often the follow through that we sometimes struggle with. So to actually make this happen and for it to be super simple, because you know, sometimes we think of big brands and big businesses doing these in-person activations that are huge, and it doesn't have to be that complicated. It can be super simple and creating an interaction in real life. So um, yeah, I put everything together in this little guide that I'd love to share with your listeners. Yes, absolutely. We'll drop that link in the show notes so you guys can head over there and download that. And definitely, I love what you're talking about here about you know, not just sitting in the ideas, but actually applying them. Because I know that sometimes that's the the biggest gap in business is not just thinking of things, but actually getting out and executing them. Yeah, for sure. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Shannon. Thank you so much for having me again, Amanda. It was so much fun. And if our listeners love what they heard from you today, where can they find you? You can find me at shannonscott.com or over on Instagram is probably the social app that I hang out most on. And it's just um, instagram.com forward slash shannonscott. Amazing. All right. You heard it, guys. Go ahead over and hang out with Shannon there. Thanks for listening to One Simple Shift. Check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at amandadunnelycom slash one simple shift. If you're loving this podcast, do me a favor and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. These reviews truly mean the world to me, helping me to reach more people and have more impact. And as a special thanks, each month I'll be picking one reviewer to win a vision board design coaching intensive with me so you can create your own definition of success. If you're looking for more support in creating a beautiful, balanced life and thriving, successful business, head over to amandadunnelycom slash free call and book my free Simplifying Success Coaching Call, where I'll help you identify one simple shift you can make to cultivate a success mindset and start seeing results now. And remember, sometimes the only thing standing in the way of a more profitable business and a more fulfilling life is one simple shift. Shannon, welcome. Shannon. Okay, let's just try that one more time. 